want to speak to you tonight about the anointing of succession. Can you say that with me? The anointing of succession. And if you, if you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. We're just, we're just going to read one verse together. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1. When you have it, please say amen. I'll give you a moment to find it. Because, you know, we, we, are, we, are, we are transitioning into a new year. We are transitioning into the year 2019 on our Gregorian calendars. On the Hebrew calendar, we are already in the year 5779. And God has an anointing of succession laid out for each and every one of you. Amen. Let's read Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 together. Now, after the death of Moses... The servant of the Lord. It came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying. Let's read that together one more time. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying. You know, we often quickly read through verse 1. And we can't wait to get to verse 2. And if you rush through it, there's a lot being said in verse 1. And often the very first verse of any book in the Bible will give you the theme of the entire book. That's one of the secrets to studying the Word of God is really spend time on the very first couple of verses of every book or every section of the Bible you read. Because that lays out the framework for the rest of of the section. Amen? So we see here... What is Moses being called here? He's called the servant of the Lord. And what does being a servant mean? It has everything to do with your anointing for the next year. It has everything, everything to do with you coming into the anointing of succession. The Hebrew word for servant in this verse is the word eved. Can you say it with me? Eved. And it means it can mean a slave, a servant. A bondman, it's the lowest designation that you can give anyone. Because when you're called a bondman or a servant in this context, in the Hebrew concept of a ved, it means, it, it, it defines a person that has lost his or her free will. Really, you're coming into a position of a slave. And that is how God referred to Moses upon his death. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. So, it's in, in, in one context, it's the lowest of titles. But in another context, it's the most noble of titles. And it's the most royal of titles. Because it indicates that a, the person called a bondservant has reached the loftiest levels of, spirit, of spirituality. How many of you want to reach the highest level of the anointing? That you want to reach the pinnacle of God's calling upon your life. And you want God's presence to rest upon you. That His Spirit will abide upon you. The only way that will take place is that when we come to the place where you can say, I am a bondman or a bondwoman or a bondservant of Christ Jesus. In Romans chapter 1 verse 1. Because in order to understand Romans 1.1, you have to go back to Joshua 1.1 to to understand it within its context, within its framework. Romans 1.1 says, Paul, can you all say, Paul, a servant of Christ. That word servant 
is the same word in, as Joshua 1.1, the servant of the Lord, speaking about a slave or a bondservant to, to God. And that's what you are coming into in this year of 5779. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. We're just two days away from New Year's Day. We are, we are coming into the anointing of succession. Can you look at, look at your neighbor and say, you're coming into the anointing of succession. How many of you know who Catherine Kuhlman is? Catherine Kuhlman was probably the greatest, one of the greatest people of God of the 20th century. And this is what she said. She said, had I chosen a profession, in all probability, my choice would have been either medicine or law. But I had no choice. I was called of God to preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. And there's a calling on each and every one of your lives that you are called to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you are called to preach the gospel. Some of you may have a pulpit ministry. Some of you have ministries of intercession. But you all have a ministry of proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And just as Catherine Kuhlman did not have a choice, well, guess what? You don't have a choice either. When you say yes to the Lord, when you say to the Lord, let your will be done. And be careful when you pray that prayer. Let, your, let thy will be done. Because you are surrendering your rights. You're surrendering your freedom to God. Amen? Yes. And there's no greater freedom than becoming a bondservant of Jesus Christ. Amen. That is your highest calling. And then let's look at the next part of this verse. I'm almost done here. In Joshua 1.1. It says, it says, Joshua the son of Nun. Can you say that with me? Joshua the son of Nun. The word Ben Nun, or the son of Nun, means understanding one. And yes, his father's name was probably Nun. And Nun is also a letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which I'm not going to focus on tonight. But it, the, the Ben Nun is also a synonymous, synonymous with understanding one. And being, being an understanding one means that you have a comprehension and you have a depth of the glory of God. That you understand the working of God's presence. You understand the, the workings of the kingdom of heaven. You know what it means to walk in the protocol of God's kingdom. Amen. You know, how to, you know, you know what the ins and outs. You know what's okay. You know what's not okay. You know how to move and be led by the spirit of God. And Joshua was called the son of understanding. And that's what he's going to do with all of you. In 2019, you're going to come into an anointing of understanding the things of God. And Holy Spirit, tonight I ask you to give all of us the depth that you gave to Joshua, like Joshua, that we're going to become sons of understanding. We're going to understand the anointing. We're going to learn how to walk in the anointing. We're going to learn how to abide in his presence night and day in Jesus' holy name. Amen. That was the very same level that Moses entered into. Now Joshua entered into. Then the judges entered into. Then the, the man of the great assembly entered into. Uh, uh, John the Baptist entered into. Jesus entered into in his ministry, God, and, 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 and with the apostles, and with all of you as well. You are entering into an anointing of understanding. And the anointing of succession is upon each and every one of you tonight. Amen? But that anointing comes upon you with death to self. You know, I had a little joke that I sent out earlier, and it was um, how to live a pain-free life with, with unlimited wealth and health. And there's no such thing. But you know what? That's what the world looks for. But there's no such thing as that. But 
I can't promise any of you a pain-free life. I can't promise you a life where you'll never have downsides, because we all have downsides. But the greatest growth takes place in your life right in the midst of your pain. If we live a life with no resistance, there'll be no growth. The greatest resistance will take place in the midst of your pain. And those that I see living lives that appear to be pain-free lives are living lives with no potential whatsoever. And how many, of you want to, how many of you want to live a life with no potential? Not one of us. We want to grow leaps and bounds in, in God's glory. And 2018 has been a year of crushing for many of you. But this has been a year of tremendous growth for, many, for all of you. And 2019, you're going to be reaping the, the benefits and the blessings of, 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 of your perseverance this year. Amen? Because the anointing of succession is upon you. How many of you know what Hebrew month we are in right now? Besides pastor. You're very close. The month after. Tevet. We're in the Hebrew month of Tevet. And uh, let's just focus on the first three letters of Tevet. Um, what does it sound like to you? The first three letters. Tev, right? The, the word Tev, it sounds like Tov. Tev sounds like Tov because the root of Tevet is Tov. And Tov is the Hebrew word for good. All, everything concerning your destiny is Tov. It's good. After everything that God created in Genesis chapter 1... Seven times we read God saying, and it was good, and it was good, and it was tov. The same is, the word good is the word tov. This year, this month is a month of tov for all of you. Amen? And we are in the 10th month on the Hebrew calendar. This, the, this month began with the ending days of the Feast of Hanukkah, because Hanukkah goes from Kislev, the ninth month, into the 10th month, which is the month we're in right now. And this month of of Kislev, uh, not Kislev, of Tevet, the month of good, is a month of the ever-increasing light of the menorah. The ever-increasing light of God's presence. And I was asking the Lord, what, 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 what do you want me to share about this? And then he take, the Lord takes me to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. Bring ye all the tithes into, the, into my storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven can you say that with me if i will not open you the windows of heaven now and then god says and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it let's focus on the windows for a second and i was asking the lord what what do you mean by the windows you know when i think about windows i always think about a portal open to the heavens but the lord says no i want you to look at remember your studies about the temple of solomon in the Temple of Solomon, there were these windows. And the windows were narrower on one, on, on one side and wider on the other side. On which side of the building would you think that the window would, would be wider? On the outside or on the inside? You think it would be wider on the outside? Wouldn't you think that you should have more light on the inside? So you'd have it wider on, on, the, on the outside? The opposite took place. God had, uh, God had David design the temple thus, I mean, so that the windows would be wider on the outside. Because the windows were not to bring light into the temple. 
Because the tabernacle is in the temple. God's presence on the inside. It, the, the windows are wide on the outside so that the, the glory of God's presence would shine from the inside to the outside. Because you are called to release the glory of God out into the world. So when God brings His presence down, it's so that His light may be released. That's one of the themes of Hanukkah, that God's glory will shine brighter and brighter and brighter. And that's the reason why God wants you to bring your tithes into the storehouse during this 10th month of Tevet. That you are going to bring in the, the finances into the storehouse that they may be meet in God's storehouse. In, and that God may release his blessings out to the world. That means when you send Dr. Michelle Corral to Uganda, you're going to send her with such a supply that no need will go unmet. When you, when you send Dr. Corral into the, to the ends of the earth, and I, I mean, there's so many missions that are going to be taking place starting in January, and even Egypt coming up after that. I'm telling you, when you bring the finances in, God's going to open the windows. And those windows are portals going out into the world. Amen? But it starts from inside the house. The, it's not the wealth of the world that's going to finance the end time work. It's the finances that you bring into the house. Then God says that there may be meat in my house. Well, guess what? That's the meat that God has reserved for you. And those are the blessings that God wants to bring to you. God wants to pour out blessings upon your life that there will not be enough or there will not be room enough to receive it. And that not, that, that the not room enough to receive it means we have limitation. So many of us, so many of us have, limited weight, have limited our thinking to where we can't trust God for the impossible. But we serve a God of the impossible.